Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jumbo, everyone, and thank you as always for tuning into Radio Harambe. Happy New Year to everybody. I'm Dave McBride, broadcasting from the radio's Harambe studios, and joining me in studio, the birthday boy himself, Ugh. Safari Mike. Mike, how does 50 feel? This is way too late for me. <laughs> We're recording at ni- a- almost a- 9 o'clock. I almost, should be in bed. Importantly, to, to note there, it's I should, almost I should 9 be in bed. <laughs> Finish watching my programs. It's been a half a century, Mike. I had dinner at three thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Woke up at four. <laughs> yes, Mike uh, has just celebrated his birthday. So uh, happy birthday, grand to style, Safari, Mike! <laughs> happy birthday to Safari, Mike! Um, Thank you very much. So, uh, what's going on? Nothing, huh? Nothing exciting other than your birthday. <laughs> You mean in the world of Disney's Animal Kingdom? Well, we'll get to that in a second. Right. What we're going to do today, we have a tradition of doing this at the end of every, uh, the beginning of every year, the end of every year, um, to do our wish list for the coming year. We do three small things, two medium things, which is so well defined, and one big thing. <laughs> and then we do one thing for the world. Um. Uh, so we're going to get to that in just a second. We did it last year. Mike's got the scores from that. I usually win this. I um, won this year. Mike apparently won this year, although I want to hear this for sure. Um, but before we do that, got a couple of plugs to make. First of all, the first plug is for our T-shirts. We promised you last year we would have new T-shirts designs up, and they are there. Bam. Delivered. Thank you to... Christina, hashtag, or, uh, at Raising Las Vegas on uh, Twitter, if you want to send your thanks to her. She also has, if you go on her Twitter feed, she also has some great pictures she took with a couple of them. She already purchased one so she could show me what it looked like, and boy, it looks great. Tee Public really did a nice job on some of these more complex sort of watercolor designs that she put on here. Um, so thanks to her. T-shirts, Tee Public, Radio Harambe. Uh, I think it's tpublic.com slash user slash Radio Harambe. You can get straight to it. You can also do the link in the show notes. It's always there. Um, it's always on my social media stuff. It's on your it's, Instagram page. It's always on the Instagram page. Um, if you have any questions. It's on my Twitter you, as on well. Mike's Twitter. Yep. You can always find it's it. my pinned per- tweet. We've got this great one from the Nomad Lounge, which has the little banner thing that you see all over the Nomad Lounge. The hashtag Tiger Wall. <laughs> the Pangani Forest Exploration Trail. She's pulling at the heartstrings with that one, but she's believe me, the heartstrings are going to get pulled in just a second. She's also she's got these three that are this watercolor design: the Tiger Wall, Pangani, and the Maharaja Jungle Trek. All really beautiful designs. Very, very um, simple yet colorful and just really nice. And then the biggie. And our biggest seller, by the way, when the, we we sold a lot though, over the w- initial launch, and we didn't even plug it at all. I, mean, I did, you did, but I did on I, I, we didn't on anything else. Uh, the Boradica farewell tour shirt, um, 
which uh, I'll be ordering one of those myself. <laughs> uh, hopefully get it in by the time I go, because I'm going back to the Animal Kingdom in a couple weeks. Are you uh, really? But I, yeah. So I, I uh, will have it back. Uh, if she got hers in the time she got hers, I should get mine by then. Yeah, because we ordered. So I think it only one, took her like two uh, weeks. I ordered get. a few. I got them ready. Okay, great. So I'm going to order mine later. Um, all the money this winter goes to the Snow Leopard Conservancy. I already made one donation to them at the end of the year. It would be nice to make another one. Uh, Mike and I did an interview with the people from the Snow Leopard Conservancy, and uh, are we going to replay that? Uh, we, we certainly can. Just so you know, uh, that was back when we used to do uh, World News and. And uh, yeah, but I mean, just news. the interview portion. But the, just the interview, sure. You can yeah. Absolutely so I might replay. If you get a, uh, you'll, you know, this might be coming in the near future. Just because we're trying to do some a push here for the Snow Leopard Conservancy. Uh, it's an incredible organization, which we'll tell you more about as the time comes. I'll put Mike on a. Uh, well, we'll be a, able to give a nice little donation from the T-shirt. So thank you, everybody. For, yes, for, yes. For purchasing them, purchase those plus the ones that we always had are always are always still there. Warden Wilson Matua's Air Rangers, Dr. Seeker's Travel Company. Check them out. They're they're great. Uh, we're really happy with them. She did such a wonderful job on some of the colors of these things. You'll, you'll see. Go. Look at it. You'll see what I mean. Um, the other thing I want to do, being that this marks the end of a decade, and please, for the love of God, don't tell me the decade ends at the end of this year. I don't. It does. I just don't. Please, there was no year zero. Please. 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 <laughs> when we count... There was a year zero, but I won't get into that. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, with the end of the decade, Mike and I, and on our next episode, are going to do sort of a uh, look back. When we have a, a way of doing this that we're not going to reveal too much of, uh, a look back at the last 10 years of the Animal Kingdom. Uh, obviously, a huge 10 years in the history of the Animal Kingdom. I'll always be remembered that way. Um, but we wanted your help in this, dear listener. And what we're going to do is we're going to do our own sort of countdown of the best of the animal kingdom in the 10 years. But we wanted your input on this as well. So there are going to be two polls that you're going to find on our social media, various social media accounts. You can find Mike at Jumbo Everyone. You can find me at Radio Harambe. You can find us on Instagram. Can I do an Instagram poll? I've never tried that. I've never done that either. So let's not worry about that one. But... <laughs> If I can, go. But you should be on our Instagram anyway. It's at Disney's Animal Kingdom. If you're not on that, then you're not on Instagram. If you're listening to the show and you're not on at Disney's Animal Kingdom, then you're not on Instagram. Um, and then uh, Facebook is Jombo Everyone. Uh, we're going to move all of this stuff over to one single Radio Harambe name for everything as we move forward this year. That's another big plan I have going forward. Uh, but we're going to do a poll. The best edition. You're going to have four choices. The best addition to the Animal Kingdom and four choices for the worst subtraction to the Animal Kingdom. Now, if you're not on social media and you just want to vote, you can do so via email. Uh, Radio Harambe, no, Jumbo Everyone at gmail.com. Jumbo Everyone at gmail.com. Uh, you can email your votes. And here are your choices, folks. So you can think about it before it posts up on the, uh, before you go check it out. Our four finalists for the worst subtraction to the Animal Kingdom. The Burdika Band. Camp Mini Mickey. Don't forget, that was in the 2010s. Uh, the loss of the Jam and Jungle, Mickey's Jam and Jungle Parade. Mm -hmm. And 
the loss of the storyline at Kilimanjaro Safari. So you can write that as like Little Red. <laughs> okay. Little Red or Warden Wilson, however you want to put it. The the uh, the loss of the storyline of the spiel sort of, uh, I guess I guess you call it the storyline, right? Yeah. Of the Kilimanjaro Safari. So that's your worst subtraction. The loss of Buradika, Camp Mini Mickey, Little Red, or the Jam and Jungle Parade. The best additions and this, here's a caveat, non-Pandora. Mike and I were pretty certain Pandora would run away with this one. So we wanted to get your idea. We, we understand that. Wanted to get your idea of non-Pandora best additions. The Tiffin's Nomad Lounge building and what's in it. Is it best additions or most important additions? Uh, however you want to put it. Okay. Rivers of Light, the Harambe Market, or the new Festival of the Lion King Theater District. Those are the four really big projects, big additions and building projects outside of Pandora for this year, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. I, I agree. So that's where you're going. Sorry. A little frog in my throat there. So uh, you can, like I said, social media will have a, we'll have a poll on there. Mike's at Jumbo Everyone. I'm at Radio Harambe. We'll both put the poll on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll also find it on our Facebook page, Jumbo Everyone, or you can simply email it to me, everyone at gmail.com. Anything else before we get into the wish list? One thing, Dave. Yes. I have a segment of America's favorite game. Oh, boy. <laughs> we haven't done this in a long time. I know. I felt like I, I needed to do it. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Disney Villains After Hours oh. is adding more entertainment to the lineup when it returns to the Magic Kingdom for 24 nights in 2020. New this year, the villain's cursed caravan will join Maleficent the Dragon as she creeps through the park twice nightly. The procession will feature Gaston, Oogie Boogie, Cruella de Vil, Captain Hook, and more. It takes place on select nights from February 7 through July 10. The 2020 season will be 14 nights longer than the uh, than last year. As in 2019, uh, the event will also include the Villains Unite stage show, a Maleficent appearance, uh, including uh, ice cream, popcorn, and beverages, as well as low wait times for your favorite attractions. It takes place nightly, if either 9 p.m. to 12 to midnight, or Ooh, that's not much, or 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. depending on what time the Magic Kingdom is open till. The first three nights in uh, February and March of the 9 to 12. So it's a shortened kind of party thing. So it's three hours okay. where you get the park to yourself, similar to the Animal Kingdom one I did. Usually they let you into the park with that ticket a couple of hours early, although I don't have that specifics there. Mm-hmm. Dave, how much is that? All right, event? so for those of you who have not, have only just started listening to our show, America's favorite game show is when Mike reads me these things that he is certain I know nothing about, and he's right, <laughs> and makes me guess the price. Uh, so if, they if I guess that price, if I'm <laughs> if I'm understanding you correctly, mm-hmm. this is like a shorter version of Mickey's Not So Scary or something like that. Well, it's it it it, it is it is essentially it's like a three hour version. Three hours. Uh, they've been doing this at the Animal Kingdom, and you know, for people who listen to my trip report, you'll hear me talk about that. Um, you get. Basically, get to walk on whatever you want. You get some free popcorn and snacks and stuff like that. And they, okay. these two special events: one is a stage show, and one is a parade. Essentially, um, that's you it. Do, you do get to go into so the it's park. Not, it's nothing, nothing crazy. 
Nothing crazy. You okay. do. It's essentially. And the a dragon couple of is things. already in the parade. Correct. Okay. It's essentially uh, $75. Not even close. The really? ticket prices uh, from 2019 with advanced purchase price is $145. You people have to be kidding me. Same price, uh, same day price, excuse me. So if you get it that day, it's $155. How much did you pay for the... Hold on. Pricing for pass holders and DVC members is 115 How much did you pay for the... It was under 100 Why would this be more? Uh, well, the prices went up. I'm not sure what... Uh, By 40%? Uh, well, went up. For example, I'm, don't forget, I'm a DVC member, so I got the discount. So I paid like ninety nine, I think. People instead of one hundred and fifteen. The only way this nonsense from them ends <laughs> is by us not buying these things. Please stop flushing our money down the toilet. This is a ridiculously bad value for your money. I beg you. But if you want to do it, enjoy. Um, yeah, I, w- I, I, I just assumed that would be less than the party. And I thought the party was like a hundred bucks. Last time I went to the Mickey's no. very merry Christmas yeah, party, party was, it was fifty dollars. Yeah. yeah, no, it's more than that now. Obviously, it's over a hundred now. It was like forty-five to fifty dollars. Yeah, a person. it's not like that anymore. <sighs> I will say, if it's like the Animal Kingdom one, you really do get to go whatever you want at any point in time. Oh, so what? We rode a flight of passage twice, Navi River Journey a few times, Everest a bunch of times. Nobody was ever online, and that's worth paying two hundred and fifty dollars. It depends. I had a great it's time. At the, it's at the. I had a great time at the Animal Kingdom. I don't know if I would necessarily do it for Magic. It's Kingdom, at Magic Kingdom. There's nothing at Magic. I mean, unless you just are in. <laughs> lo- I mean, the only thing that you can you have a hard time getting on is the is the Snow White thing. I mean, uh, sure, but I mean, if it's relatively crowded, I mean, Space Mountain, Big Thunder. Well, it goes through. It goes through July. It's crazy, Mike. I'm sorry. It's basically like three or four nights a month. It's a select nights from February to July. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. That's Some incredibly bad pricing. That's more than a day at the park. Yes, it is. It actually is. I, I don't know how you justify that. And one. they also do usually let you in a couple hours early. Okay. So let's get on to... Okay. Let's get on to the, uh, the list. The wish lists for us, shall we? Sure. Okay, to begin this first, let us have this recap of last year where you claim to have won. Okay, so... And you don't win often. It's important. I'm not sure if I ever have before. Uh, You don't win often. I know the prior year you had one or two and I had none. But anyway. Usually you have none. So yours were, uh, the little ones, yours were, you wanted a Caribbean food stand. Didn't happen. Discovery Island. You wanted... um, That was a good idea. More uh, the return of the backstory on the safari. That didn't happen. I wanted some return of the backstory. Be- yeah, some or, return. Or some sort of backstory. Right. Yeah. And better merchandise at the gift shops. Ooh, that did not sur- happen. No, are no we chance. sure about that? No, oh, I'm positive about that. Absolutely. Because we had some interesting Kilimanjaro stuff added this no, year. No, not really. Yeah. I mean, unless you want to count our t-shirts, you're actually no, in the wrong. I don't know. I bought, what did I buy this year? I bought something down there. I bought a couple <laughs> things down there yeah, this year. Lose. The next one, the, your medium ones, or no, excuse me, my uh, small ones. You at least ones. get a half a point on that one. No, All right. My small ones were a cassowary exhibit. Didn't happen. Yeah, no. Uh, characters at Rafiki where they have a Dumbo queue so you can enjoy nope. uh, Rafiki's did not happen. Nope. And here's the one that I cl- I'm claiming victory on. Okay. 
no major changes at Rafiki's because if you remember at the time, it was closed for very uh, for a long uh, period I'm gonna of time. Give, yes, I'm going to give you that because and there were no major changes. I mean, the only thing they did they was, that drawing thing was it was added was add some chairs. But there was like talk about being Zootopia when it reopened. Right. And, all and that that's kind of what stuff. that what right. that is exactly what you meant by major changes. For yes. uh, your medium ones, you wanted a new bar in Discovery Island. Didn't happen. Oh God! But man, was I close, Mike? Why? Because a Restaurantosaurus. It's right there. You can oh, see it. But, uh, if I just said a new bar somewhere. And you wanted a parade. Yeah, I didn't get that. My mediums were the water play area at Avatar Land, which, <laughs> spoiler, it's going to make a return visit to this time, and caring, <laughs> caring for giants with giraffes and added yeah. a, a third tour. <laughs> My, your biggie was, and you should get negative points for this one. Why? Um, he wanted Bob Iger to <laughs> show us that he gets it. And no more IPs in the park. Yeah, I lost that. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted Bugs Land to, to be transferred from California Adventure to Disney uh, Animal Kingdom. Well, the, we, you and never our world yeah. one. Yeah. Our world one. I wanted a, uh, cruises to start going to South America. Didn't happen. Nope. And you wanted them to stop using Fast Pass Plus, which obviously has not happened. Spoiler alert. Something like that may come my way again. <laughs> Okay, so let's this this year's wish list. We'll start with the small. Yep, right. And I'll begin. Um, and I think I'm. And I swear to God, I'm not doing this just to get a point. I hope that they bring back this year. They return with the holiday Tree of Life Awakening show. Um, of all the holiday things I saw this year, that was the one that made me made my jaw drop. That was the one I was like, wow, that is great. And I know my son was watching it. Now, he doesn't watch anything. He just, he I mean, unless he's holding a Kindle in his hand, he barely watches anything. Um, certainly not something so far away, you know. But he was transfixed on that thing. And the two of us were with the, with the polar bear and the Christmas tree. I mean, it, we got home and he was asking me if I could find it for him. And I was trying to find him the video, a video somebody might have taken on YouTube. And I did find it. He did watch it a bunch of times in the, in the hotel when we got back that night. Um, so it really made a big impression. I really, really liked that. And I hope that um, this year, while I expect they may change some things, they always cut stuff. Always cut stuff. Always. We always start big and whittle our way down to the bare minimum of things. Um, so I would imagine it's not all going to be the same from the, from next year to this year for this. For, you know what I mean? Uh, but I hope that at least the, the, the change in the show, the Tree of Life Awakening show, uh, we have a holiday one again. And I like the one that's animal themed and the, and the holiday animal theme, as we called them. Um, so that's my first small one. That's an easy one to do, and I think they'll do it. Uh, that's mostly why I picked it as a small one because I think it's uh, it's almost a layup. My, it is a layup. That's yeah. cheating. Um, well, it's not really cheating. But, okay, so my small one is I so, hope so, Expedition Everest stays open all all year. I mean, so no, no. <laughs> I think there's a better than fifty percent chance that next year's holiday Tree of Life Awakenings will feature Mickey Mouse. Uh, and that's uh, that would be a loss for you. I mean, look how long Rivers of Light went on before they had to shoehorn things into it. I have the biggest difference being Rivers of Light generally gets poor customer rate reviews. Tree of Life Awakenings is the exact opposite. So I just want to I want it to be, if not the same thing, certainly the same feel, mm -hmm. a non IP related. <laughs> 
um, you know, cultural kind of vibe to it. Mm -hmm. So, yes, you can, Mike, if you're listening next year, um, just replaying A Tree of Life Awakenings. If it has Goofy, it does not count. So that's kind of what my fear is, is that they'll, okay. they'll, they'll character up the stuff next year. You know, for the Christmas stuff. And, and and I hope they don't do that with the Tree of Life Awakenings. Because I darn well expect them to do it with almost everything else. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. For mine, yeah. I am going to go to Harambe in our lovely Burdika uh, band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want, uh, mine would be either bring them back, which will never, ever happen. Right. But at the very least, bring back a replacement of some Ooh. sort of African type of good, music. Good luck with that. I don't want... Bluegrass music, uh, be a band there or nothing at right. all. I want them to bring an well, act that gets the 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 vibe going in Harambe, the party atmosphere that I had with Burdika. Spoiler alert: I'm going to talk about this a little bit later <laughs> as well, so I'm not going to say too much. I think that's a good one, so I'll move on to my number two. All right, um, Mike. You know, I, I, I didn't recognize this right away. So well, somebody either tweeted us or got in, got in contact with us, and somehow. Maybe it was an email about the food booths being closed. Um, yeah. And since then, I've done some asking around and some poking around and asking some people who've been there recently. And, um, yeah, it seems like these – maybe I'm just not looking for them all the time, but it just seems like they're they're not open mm-hmm. for much of the day. Right. Um, and I want them to fix that because I, I – I, one of the great things about – the animal kingdom is the different options with the food. Now, the problem with me is, and the reason why this is not on my radar at this present moment is because I have a four-year-old who eats pretzels and hot dogs. So you also have a wife that eats pretzels and hot dogs. And I have a wife that eats pretzels and chicken fingers. <laughs> who, when I say, where do you want to eat? She says, I swear to God, pizza fari. Um, so you see where I am. Uh, so I, getting it's a these, tough hill to climb. It is a tough. So getting these little things, it's it's not um, it's not as uh, as big for for me, but I but it used to be a huge thing for me to go to these different. Well, one of them had mac and cheese. I think loved, that would be in your uh, wife's wheelhouse. Yeah. I mean, keep them open. Maybe expand on them a little bit. Do something. You know, rotate them if you want to. Um, you know, just something, but it seems like from what I'm coming to the information I get that this is these are not open regularly. Certainly not open all hours between lunch and when the park closes. Right. And there's just no reason for that. I mean that they're they're quick service stuff. They're interesting. Uh, a lot of them offer kind of different things. It's not just pretzels and hot dogs and <laughs> chicken fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of what makes the Animal Kingdom what it is. And and I would l- just. I, uh, I just want them to fix that. That's all. So that's my number two. Okay. I don't know how we'll ever verify that, but that's my number two. <laughs> well, I mean, if they're reopened on a regular basis, I think that wins. Yeah, maybe. But so far, it seems like from even during the holiday season. When, uh, well, I think we talked on the, a couple of shows ago that I noticed that they weren't open. Like during yeah, the see, day, I didn't, and I, I and and I specifically went to one or two, and then I did some more poking around, and they're not open. Not all the time. Only only like for a couple hours a day, some of them. It's strange. Yeah. Okay, what's your number two? So I'm going to do another return, bringing back something from the past. Okay. And that is um, one of the uh, run Disney events that have been cut. It's been cut for a couple of years now, is the uh, Expedition Everest Challenge, 
which was sort of a 5K combined with a scavenger hunt kind of deal. Um, it was popular. It went down mo- mostly because I thought at the time the Rivers of Light construction was going on around there, so they stopped doing it probably two years ago, maybe three. Um, I would like to see them bring back an event similar to that, an Expedition Everest Challenge. Okay. We actually did a show uh, on that uh, way back when, probably about five years ago. We had a couple of guests who had done it and talked all about it. You get to go behind the scenes and see some of the, like the uh, old boats and other. Uh, you probably see some of the jamming jungle yeah. stuff and all that kind of stuff. Right. So it'd be pretty cool. And I think they should bring back that event. They love run Disney. It makes them a lot of money. So why not? Yeah. Um, okay. I don't do the run Disney stuff. I don't understand the idea, the even even why one one would do it. I, I, I so it's it's completely lost on me. But I know it has its fandom, um, and and I'm certainly not going to pass judgment on that. So I, hey, one of the things about the expedition, but it's challenge. never never something I would want ever added. I could care less. Right, it's done early in the morning, so it wouldn't affect. Now, if it's they, not like the marathon that could affect your your day. If they morning, added a Run Disney 5K where 100 percent of the proceeds were donated to conservation from it, then I get it. Okay. But they're never going to do that. No, because it, because it's not what go because, to right. the shareholders' pockets, not right. Uh, right. And I, I just I don't I don't understand the idea of doing a five k that's not for charity. I don't get it. Um, okay, so my third. I want we're going to go this. I'm going to kind of do one that I believe I got last year. I know I'm not going to get this one this year, but it's All another right. merchandise thing. Okay, what I want. I'm going to be more specific about the kind of merchandise I want. I like that there are all of these sort of peculiar T-shirts sold. Well, I shouldn't say I like. I have noticed that there are a lot of peculiar T-shirts that are sold throughout the Magic Kingdom, including for things like turkey legs and Dole Whips. I don't know why you'd want either of those things on a T-shirt, but... I it's I get it. Um, Not as cool as having Bird Decor Nomad Lounge on exactly. shirt. Exactly. So I, I would love to see sort of some culturally presented um, shirts, touristy shirts. Of not just Disney's Animal Kingdom, but Harambe Village, the Port of Africa. Some of the great uh, visual things that they have, like the sign for the Port of Africa, or the design That'd be a good on the, on the, the Harambe yeah, uh, shield. So, so many great things that they could do. So many great cultural pieces that they took a lot of time. These little visual elements that took a lot of time to develop throughout the park. Um, you know, little things like the uh, Anandapur rail service or, uh, you know, all these kind of cool things. I mean, those seem like things that now now that we all now that the world is full of Animal Kingdom fans, uh, that people would really like that. And now maybe I'm taking away my own um, idea for fundraising here, but That's I would like to see shirts that are park specific you know, that have elements from the park and that are maybe a little sort of under the radar type of feel. So rather than an Expedition Everest shirt, an Anandapur Rail Service shirt, or rather than a, um, you know, uh, 
a Kilimanjaro safari shirt, a Harambe Port of Africa shirt or something like that. Just some, just something along those lines. It's a little bit, looks a little bit more um, cultural in its representation. Does that make sense? It does, but the w- w- one question I have for you is: If yeah. Christina designs these shirts, do you win this? Pro- do you get the a point for this? <laughs> no, no. This has, has to be, be sold, sold in the parks. parks. Right, yes, right. yes, yes. I just yes. want a clarification. But That's all. I. She. I am just a trove of great ideas for her as we speak. <laughs> You're third. I got one more. Okay, and that is obviously in uh, the uh, oasis as well as the Tree of Life Gardens. There's, uh, you know, it's been some empty space. I know the Patagonia Cavi's been gone for a while, and there's uh, plenty of space over at the Tree of Life. I want a new animal exhibit at one of those two spots. My idea, although I think don't think this would ever happen, would be a platypus exhibit. That's perfect for that area. They're kind of subtle, but also very. Odd and popular, but I would settle for like a small cat, um, you know, something along those lines, a sloth, you know, whatever, something that would be popular. But another small animal exhibit, either at the Oasis or the Tree of Life Gardens, not on the big animal trails, but that those two areas specifically, I think they could use a little new addition. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo that thought in just a second. in a different way, but but I think you're right, okay. and I think they're easier. Um, you know, though it's easier. What you have is more of a small edition than mine, which is going to be more of a medium edition. Um, and you mentioned the platypus, uh, Disney. If there's a time to do an Australian um, land, this is the time to get involved with conservation oh, yeah. in Australia. Crazy this is what's the time. Going on in this Australia. is the time. If there's a time to get involved in conservation in Australia. This is it. Um, I saw, not to go too far off the rails here, but I saw a video of like kangaroos fleeing brush fryers. Mm. There were hundreds of them hopping across this field. It's amazing. It's it's incredible. Amazing and terribly sad. God awful. It's horrible. Um, So anyway, it's time to, it's time to lay down, Diz. You're the, uh, the corporate giants. You can help here. Um, So let's get to the mediums. All right. Uh, you go first. All right, so I'm going to bring back a past one that I've brought back twice now, and still hasn't gone. I've, I've decided to to keep harping on this until one of two one of two things either happens. <laughs> Joe Rody, who is an avid listener to this podcast, get out of here. <laughs> he downloads it as soon as it comes out. He finally listens to me and does this. Or, in the alternative, Radio Harambe ceases to exist. Whichever of those two, more things. likely, much more likely, <laughs> much more likely, and that is put. A water play area in Pandora. It is perfect area for a small little thing for toddlers to cool off and enjoy themselves. It's uh, people who are familiar with the parks know that they have a couple little water things in Epcot. They have the Casey's yep. thing in, in in the Dumbo area. That's right. Something like that with all the water features, with the waterfalls, you do so many and the rivers, things with it too. So yeah. much water in. And Pandora right now, water is such a key element that it would fit thematically perfectly in Pandora. And really, there's no reason if you have if you if you're walking around the park with kids to go into Pandora, and that's going to rear its head as time goes on. I mean, maybe if they have some sort of interest in the river journey. I mean, it's uh, a nice ride. Kids can go. Any kid can go on. Kids it, can but go on. I, it, but there's no. But it's not. It's, there's no it's thing for kids geared there. more towards, towards adults, adults for the for the older beauty films. Yeah. and the yeah that kind yeah. of thing of it. Yeah. So there's really no reason to bring your kid in there 
I mean, my kid has no interest in it, other than he thinks it looks fun and he likes to bang on the drums, but that's 30 seconds. You right. Know? So I, I, I think it's a great addition just in that idea alone. Okay. You ready for my first? Sure. Uh, this one's hard, but I, I think it's time to say goodbye to the games at uh, Dinorama. And I think it's time that we understood this is wasted space. Uh, there is great space there. And I think there are some really neat things you can do with that space. I've mentioned just making it food trucks before, but it could be something even better than that. Um, food trucks actually make sense because the Rivers of Light is right there and people could like. Yeah. I mean, my, my feeling is it should be the stadium. food trucks on one side and the Animal Kingdom equivalent of the Epcot character spot. On the other side. Okay. An outdoor thing, overhang so that you could, doesn't rain on, you know, you don't get rained on, um, where you can go from boom, 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 one character to another. Um, you know, you don't need to do the big five. The big five are in a lot of other places. So you can do sort of big, you know, you can do Rafiki, you can do whatever you want. You can do like, um, you know. Darkwing Duck. I mean, no, I, I would do, I would make it sort of the big Characters of the animal kingdom. Oh, so, so like Blue, Louie, Rafiki, Timon, Timon. Okay. Rafiki. Yeah, like that kind of thing. I would do. Uh, yeah, like Blue and Louie, or that. You know, whoever you I want, you. whatever Tarzan, you want to come up with. You know, whatever, yeah, whatever. Right? Any of that kind of stuff that works. Um, and put them there. And even if you want to just pull like the next five out, of, like if you want to do Winnie the Pooh or something like, mm-hmm. that, like just that kind of thing. Um, I think that'd be a great spot for that. Uh, you know, you'd obviously have to come up with a line, place to put a line, and all that. Would kind you of thing. do it almost as if Camp, the old Camp Mini Mickey, where you would That's have where I was like going. three or four booths or, uh, yes. or huts, whatever? Yes, you want to... different lines, different spaces. Like there was the Winnie the Pooh line. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and and because uh, that manages a little bit better, it's not one big giant line that you have to house. You have to figure out where to put all them. Right. Um, so you can do a bunch of different things, and it gives you a lot of options. Um, and I, I just think that's. Just use that space a little better than it's being used now. And, and it's been there for 20 years. Yeah, it's terrible. You know, the, the and games, it's just like it's been the stupid. maligned part of the Animal Kingdom, the most maligned part of Disney's Animal Kingdom for 20 years. With Primeval World <laughs> it's a almost gone. Say goodbye. Primeval World is almost a goner. Yeah. We, I can mean, all, I, we can all assume. That since it's gone seasonal, it's going the way of Stitch's Great Escape and other it's on uh, its way other out. things that have gone seasonal. So there's plenty of space there. Yeah. To do. Yeah. I mean, you keep. I know kids want Triceratops spin. I'm perfectly fine with keeping it there. Uh, would it have a Dino theme? Would you keep it a Dino theme, or would you make it a separate thing altogether? That could be a separate thing. It doesn't. I mean, again, I'm just throwing out ideas. Mm. But I think more importantly, it is we have to say goodbye to the games. You know, we have to say goodbye to what is this much maligned, most maligned part for of scoring Kingdom. purposes at a later date. Um, if they just remove the games, shut them down, and take them out, would that still count? Well, I think for scoring purposes, if they announce by the end of the year that Dino Rama is, is going in. to be redone, right, and the games are going to be gone, then that counts. Okay. That's what I mean. That's really where I'm going. I mean, I'm just throwing out the idea. You just don't of the want the games spot. gone. You want the games gone and something else to replace it. I think it has to be. Okay. You know, I, I love the whether space. Food, I love whatever, whatever it is. But I, I, the, the time, I, I've, this is about the fourth time I've said this. It's the most made fun of, most maligned part of Disney's Animal Kingdom. And it's been there in and holding that 
<laughs> that award. I have a pet peeve about this for area. For 20 years. So it's time to understand if you really, I mean, they pretend constantly that they want, that they only do these things based on their feedback from their beloved guests. And we know that's all crap, but for the love of God, you gotta, you, you gotta at least recognize that there's no positive feedback for those games in there. It's the one part of the park that constantly gets made fun of is always considered cheap and an afterthought, and it's been there for twenty well, it is years. I mean, twenty years off the shelf rides. They were uh, we've cheap had enough. Rides. Get rid of them. It's done. I don't care what you put there. Just get rid of them. So, what's yours? Oh, uh, but, but by the way, pet peeve of mine for that yeah. area. Drives me crazy when people do this. You get this a lot on Twitter that about how Dino Land is uh, cheap and not themed right and all and that kind of stuff. Really talking about they're that. really just talking about this one yeah. little section of it, yes. as opposed to the whole thing, right? They, 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 for whatever reason, they people lump Dino Institute, Restaurantosaurus, and the Boneyard, great, great parts of Disney's Animal Kingdom, in with Chester and Hester's Dinorama. What right. they're really talking about is Dinorama, but they always say Dino Land. It drives me up a wall. Right, right. But that's just a pet peeve. Of so, so you could do something that's, I mean, you could do anything. You could do dinosaur theme stuff. It's fine. You could just remove the whole dinosaur theme from that area and call it something totally different. You could. Remove it from the, from the Dino Land uh, map, you know, and call it something else. I don't care. It doesn't, re- but it's time to, to rethink that and finally, you know, actually do what guests ask you to do. So, your first, was, was this your second medium? My second medium. Your second medium. I don't mean this to be like a big thing. Mm. doesn't have to be big. But I would like Disney to add a botanical garden to Disney's Animal Kingdom. Yeah, that's never going to happen. There are, um, you know, around the country, a lot of cities have zoos and a botanical garden. We got the zoo. And in, in many aspects, Disney isn't Botanical Garden, which we'll talk about actually in a, in a show probably within uh, yeah. the next month or two. The Animal Kingdom is in itself in the Botanical Garden in some Absolutely, ways. but I would like some more emphasis on that, an area where the, you know some endangered plants and, and if, you know interesting flowers and stuff. That's a Rafiki's idea. Planet Watch would be a good spot for it, for example. Yeah, yeah. They could even plow over Dinorama and make that a little Botanical Garden if they all want. <laughs> um, the Cretaceous Trail is almost like a Botanical Garden of, yeah. of ancient plants. But anyway... I want to see a uh, small again. Just doesn't have to be. I'm not expecting like a huge greenhouse and you know beautiful and all that kind of stuff. But just a small area with some um, unusual endangered plants and a little focus on flora as opposed to fauna. That's not a bad idea. Never happened. Never gonna happen. Throwing it out there. (laughs) Okay, so my second medium one. Um, I. Hinted to this a second ago. Uh, I would like to bring back or bring in some new species into Kilimanjaro safaris or Gorilla Falls, whichever one you want. Um, and specifically, I'm going to be specific about them as to the not not because I want. I should say I would like new African species added to one of those two things. That's the, that's it. If yeah. I were suggesting. You mean similar to when they built the exhibit for the hyenas slash hunting dogs? Like exactly. Along those lines? Okay. I would suggest w- the final two of the African big five. Okay. The Cape Buffalo uh-huh. and the Leopard. Right. Um, these are incredibly important animals in Africa. 
and incredibly prolific and and um, you know when people go on an African safari, the leopard and the buffalo are as big a thing to see as the rest of them. The other five are the lions, the rhinos, Rhino and, and elephant. elephants. Um, these two are glaringly missing. Now the Cape buffalo would be great in maybe the lodge or something like that. Uh, but a God, like a leopard exhibit or something new, something big. Um, I think the leopard would work better at Gorilla Falls. Or Gorilla Falls. However, you would know that better than me. Because they tend to be a little bit, they like to live in trees and right. they tend to be a little bit more. One of the great things about. Hiding, you know, camouflage than the lions or cheetahs. It would be tougher to exhibit them on the safari ride. But I think the, it would be better there. One of the but. great things about being a zoo and, an, and a, a, an accredited zoo and part of the species survival plans and all this kind of stuff is that. Animals can move and change from one location to another, and, and that often happens, um, but it doesn't seem to happen much at Kilimanjaro safaris. Uh, we seem to have been looking at the same kind of group of animals for a very, very long time, other, other than, the, other than the addition of the dogs on the side. Um, so I would like to see on the savanna a little bit of a change. I don't know if the Cape buffalo gets along with everybody else. Certainly the leopard doesn't. Um, but I would like to see something like that. I would like to see one, you know, the the, the remaining big five brought into uh, the animal okay. kingdom. I was thinking that was going to be my big one because that's a big, tall order. Um, but I'm putting it at medium because for a zoo, it really shouldn't be that tall of an order. <laughs> no, I mean, zoos, we, we've talked about this in the past, you know, change exhibits all the time. Yeah. You know, since right. over the last couple of years, we've gotten the hyenas and the wild hunting dogs. We got the macaque exhibit in... Uh, Maharaja Jungle right. Track. I mean, that kind of stuff happens. So if one of those two goes, I get half a point. Comes. I get half, half a point? point. Okay. Right. Sure. Uh, so you've done your two big ones. I have. I mean, two medium ones. Yep, I have. So let's do the world one. Um, you, uh, the world one or the biggie for Animal Kingdom? No, we'll do the we'll world one first. We'll oh, save okay. the biggie right. for the Animal right. Kingdom last. Right. 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 Um, I'll do my world one first. Okay. Uh, I, I mentioned this to you before. Uh, it really feels to me like it's time to either jettison or make a very serious update to FastPass Plus system. Um, when you open up the two most anticipated rides you've opened up in years in the Star Wars, both Star Wars rides, and you do not add FastPass Plus to either of those, that should be the indication that this system sucks. It doesn't work. It's not fair. It doesn't work for people who are local and just decide in the morning I want to go to go to the park and get on a ride that mm -hmm. I want to try. Um, it's not fair to people who are not listening to podcasts and or reading the unofficial guide, reading the unofficial or, guide or Twitter. People shouldn't have to do that to go to Disney World. They should have to be in the know to, yeah. to enjoy the experience. Right? If you, you know, in the old days, if you didn't know any better and you just wanted to make sure you got up on something, you got there for the opening. It has an opening time. Open at nine o'clock. I get there at nine o'clock. If I get there at nine o'clock and I'm in the door and I do that extra work and I'm not lazy about it, I can go to get a fast pass through a machine at the very least. I can get that uh, or I can go stand online for something. Um, it, like I said, I was at first thought the fast pass plus system might be a net positive. 
But once we started getting into the tiering stuff, then it really started to I started to question it. It also doesn't work very well, by the way. Uh, I made fast pass pluses for a member of our party last time we went. None of them worked the whole time he was there with us. Uh, he just happened to have it on his phone. He could show them that it's there. See, here's my fast pass, but it never went to his card. Mm. Uh, so he had to do this every time. So we were held up every time. Um, but now that we've got the rise of the resistance um, being so big, and they've had to invent this new way the pod system of yeah. getting people on and not use the system they spent a billion dollars creating. I mean, Bob's, if that isn't proof enough that your system needs to be updated, that you need to try a different way, I don't know what is. Because that, to me, just gives a big, glaring red flag. This system sucks. It's and so much we nicer need something different. We have to deal with this. We need something different. We need a new way of doing it. I'm not saying scrap everything. I know it costs a lot, but you need to put your heads together <laughs> and think of a system that you can use for the most popular ride in the park. I mean, it's amazing to me that the rise of the resistance, they had to invent their own new way of doing this. Mm -hmm. So why don't we have that way for everything in the park? Because that's the most popular one. Okay, so we spent a billion dollars on a ride system for the things that aren't popular. <laughs> yeah. And really, Mike, when it comes down to the Hollywood Studios and Epcot, those two for sure, the Fast Pass Plus system is just plain stupid. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go when it's if you're you know. You can't rely on it because you only get the one ride. Right. So in Epcot, there are three biggies, Soren, Test Track, Frozen. Right. And we can and only go on one. We'll only get one. So what you have to do is you got to get there at rope drop and hit one of them and hope by the time you get to the next one, it isn't crazy long. And then you um, get your third for the Fast Pass. And then you right? have your third for the Fast Pass one. That's the same work we were doing before. <laughs> Sort of. It's, it's just you know you're doing but it, it doesn't, online it doesn't, as opposed to it doesn't accomplish what it set out to do, which was to get us off the lines. We're still on the lines. No, the lines are. In fact, the lines I think are worse. Right, and you remember that's what it was made for. It was it was sold to us as a way that you're no longer going to be online, and instead you're going to be spending your money in the gift shops and in the right, restaurants. Right, 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 right. It's not that. No, not at all. Now it's it like helped at all. Yeah, and, and and the trickle down effect it's had in the Magic Kingdom. We're putting hour-long waits on Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, a lot of like Haunted Mansion, much longer lines than it used to Pirates. Yeah, absolutely. So now you're forced to make a fast pass for those, which means you're never going to... So, so, the, so the mountains are out. You know, you maybe make one of those and one of the other. I mean, it's just... it's made. Well, there's no tears in the Magic Kingdom. There's but. no tears in the Magic Kingdom. But it's but it's forced the, line, the general wait times of the rest of the lines up mm -hmm. um, and made it really impossible. And then there's this incredibly bad effect of not only <laughs> do you get kind of hosed out of out of certain things if you're kind of a low information visitor but the biggest newest most popular rides you literally have no chance of going on unless you're willing to wait an hour and a half so you're not getting on the seven more dwarfs mine train even at the deadest of times Unless you're willing to wait over an hour. Same with Slinky Dog. Because mm -hmm. with that, if you're not staying on property, <laughs> right? if you don't book the hotel two months in advance, if you decide six weeks in advance 
that you want to go to Disney World. You don't get your fast pass for these. No, it no. just doesn't work. It's such a stupid system. It just has failed them miserably. And, I, and I'm not saying that they need to scrap it all. I mean, I, I accept all the problems with people constantly looking down at their phones, making arrangements and all this kind of stuff. That drives me nuts. I get it. But it's it's this line thing that just seems to have gone in the wrong direction for me. Certainly hasn't made my experiences any better than they were with the fa- paper fast pass system. Mm-hmm. I mean, my my experiences were not any better. And as Mike alluded to before, go to Disneyland, you'll see exactly what we mean. Right. You know, they have the same kind of rides, the same demand for big rides there, and it's handled in a much different way and a way that works better. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it's work better. perfectly, it's but it works better. Oh, it's definitely better. It's definitely. So that's my world one. What's your world one? And the, the only thing I would add to that is I've, I've told this story before, and this is what you were getting at. I was at Kadani Village. I went to the front desk. I don't remember why. And the guy next to me, older guy, obviously had a list of attractions that his kids wanted to go to. And he was talking to the front desk person. Can I, I want to make a Soren Fast Pass. And the guest guest relations person was like, well, I'm sorry, we're out of Soren Fast Passes for today, but I can get you on the land. It's a great ride, blah, blah, blah. But he's like, oh, okay. So he's going to have to go back to his kids because <laughs> he didn't know the, the deal. He didn't know the drill. Right. They have to be 60 days in advance and blah, 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 blah. He thought you get to the hotel and book them right there and then. And he got nothing that he wanted. I mean, I heard him uh, get shot down for a few things that he wanted to... And his kids would get screwed. And if you and go, I felt terrible for him. And it's not like and his kids. It's not like you go. People are booking these things by going to like a travel agent, and then the travel agent then walks them through. A lot of these people are just going online, booking a hotel room, just like they would on Hotels.com, but they're doing it on sure. Disney. They're booking their stuff, and then they're buying their tickets and they're going. There's nobody's calling up saying, "Hey, listen, if you want to go on Slinky, you better make this this reservation sixty days." Because if you don't make that one, Slinky, forget. Sixty days. I'm not sure if out. that's still true with the Star Wars stuff, but yeah, forget it. When I wanted to get my kid on Slinky, which he didn't like anyway, so it was a waste of my time. I got up at one twelve thirty in the morning. I set my alarm to get up and set it because I tried the first two days of the sixty day thing, oh, okay. and I couldn't get on. Yeah, it's crazy. I love Slinky Dog, but that's neither. Yeah, he that. didn't like it, but he's still, still yeah, too young. Funny, he still slides around too much in the. <laughs> anyway, your uh, your world one before we get to the big. Uh, Animal Kingdom ones. I have always said, in fact, I've said on the show that little kids need more stuff to do. There's a too much of a focus on thrill rides, big attractions, teenager kind of stuff, or and adults. Okay. The second thing that uh, you talk about is the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is t- all about the new trilogy and Disney's made th- franchises. Right. And not old school Star Wars. <laughs> right. So to help with both, <laughs> I want them to tear down the backlot. I think it's called the Backlot Express. That restaurant that writes that right next to Star Wars. Yeah, I think that's what that's called. And make yeah, a Star at least it was. Wars land that's geared towards the old trilogy. Incorporate Star Tours. Nothing extravagant. But I would add a X-Wing and a TIE Fighter spinny ride. Like Dumbo's, like uh, Dumbo. I, I hear you. You could make the co- kids can like press buttons and make the cool like laser sounds. Oh, well, that'd be great. People would, the kids would love that. And I'm not putting in Galaxy's Edge, so you don't have to worry about killing the theme and all that kind of crap. Right, right, right. There's a separate <laughs> it's uh, not area. Crap. It's not crap. 
And also billed at uh, Disney's California Adventure is the Redwood Creek Challenge, which is kind of like a woodsy. It's kind of like Dino uh, Boneyard. It's like a play area geared for kids, and adults can sit at the exit and just wait for the kid to come out. Um, but this would be themed after an Ewok village. You can even have some like Ewok statues. Great, yeah, it sounds great. Like, yeah, and you could climb rocks and you know swings and I like it slides, and it'd be like the Redwood Creek, but Ewok village. Great. Oh, that'd be great. Now you'd have a Star Wars original trilogy kind of themed area and the new themed area. So you have two double Star Wars fun. Yeah. And this one would be a little bit geared more towards little kids, although Star Tours is obviously still thrill ride. Um, I'm going to spend literally a minute and a half on this for us. Well, three three minutes total. Uh, I have been saying for the longest time that they're going to pay the price. I know. If they don't land this ship with this final movie, with The Rise of Skywalker, if Episode Nine isn't perfect, isn't wonderful, loved, universally loved, uh, they're going to pay the price for that because the sequel trilogy is going to fade in um, importance and be just an afterthought to the original trilogy, just like the prequel trilogy has become. And uh, quickly... 30 seconds, Mike. Do you feel they landed the ship? Did they park this cruise ship? I would not call Rise of the Skywalker, or Skywalk, whatever the hell it's called, uh, 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 an A+. Plus. It's B. It was a fun movie. It was good. I enjoyed it. There's some stupid things about it that... Uh, well, well there's stupid things about why it. Why bring back the Emperor? Movie. I mean, you didn't really have to do I that. understand. And you know, there's some. Uh, I I hate to delve into plot holes, but uh, you no, know, let's not do that. We'll, but, we'll save that a few for things time. that like I'm scratching my head. I just for, for one example. Uh, spoiler alert: Chewie goes up on that thing and it explodes, and Ray is like, "Oh my god, Chewie's dead!" Five minutes later, Chewie's alive. Not only is Chewie alive, but she senses Chewie on a star destroyer. Way farther away than Chewie ever was on that planet. Why didn't she sense him to begin with on the when the thing exploded? I mean, if her, her Jedi sense would have been like, well, Chewie wasn't on that ship. He's, he, I sense him all the way over there. My overarching <laughs> issue. My o- overarching issue with the last two films <laughs> more than anything else. Well, um, this one was much better than the Last Jedi. Yeah, and but, to me. But my ahead. my overarching issue with the last two films, the one thing that I'll remember about these two films that I didn't like, and the reason why I lumped Rise of Star War- Skywalker in with the Last Jedi, is because the extent to which they expanded out the Force into this almost X Men like superpower that. Um, these people have to the point where no one's ever really dead. Um, there is no space between people. There's nothing. It, it's like a it's like a superpower of some kind now, rather than what it was at first, which was a religion that was sort of manipulated for certain <laughs> benefits. Um, but there was only really a couple of people who were really super powerful. You know, there was only really the Emperor and Yoda who could really, really do great stuff, like crazy good stuff. Mm. And Yoda did that because he was like 900 years old, you know. But Obi-Wan certainly couldn't heal people, bring them back from the dead. Uh, Well, he came back from the dead, though, Obi-Wan. Magically, well, I mean, physically come back from the dead, not spiritually. (laughs) Right, I mean, well, Uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, 
he, he couldn't save Padme. He couldn't uh, FaceTime through magic with his buddy and then fight them even though they weren't in the same place. It got so bizarre. It was a little bizarre. And so overblown that it went from being this cool sort of mysterious force to being this, like I said, like an X-Men-like superpower, like a Professor X kind of thing that just didn't... Uh, op- and just like my problem with the with the with the end game and the and the time travel and all that stuff, once you start doing that stuff, you open up these plot holes that you can just drive cruise ships into. Mm. You know, and that's I think the problem with that. So my opinion is I liked it too. I think I agree with Mike. I liked it too. I give it a B. I enjoyed the movie. Five years from now, your view of the sequel trilogy will be what? It was okay. You, you loved it? No. Loved it? No. It was okay. Loved it? No. I mean, I like the characters. I mean, the characters clearly are much more memorable than, let's say, because we criticize Avatar. I mean, nobody knows sure. any of the Avatar characters, but everybody's going to remember Finn and Ray is much oh, more, yeah, yep. much more likable yep. characters, much more interesting characters. And they did a good job in the first movie you integrating new characters in with the old ones. The first and movie the was fantastic. Yeah. If, yep. if, if, but a Last Jedi really went off the rails, I thought. And this one, and it just made this one too hard to get. It tried to fix some of the things from last. It, just, Jedi. it was just too too hard to pull like with the ray too, yeah. background and all that kind of yeah. stuff. It, it was, was just too difficult for it because it had done so much in the second one to kind of take it off the rails. I did enjoy go, it though. I mean, yeah. I could see myself I enjoyed it too. Five years from now, if I'm like you know, cruising channels and I'm on T- TBS is showing the Last Jedi, probably not watching it. This one I would, but I would watch this one. I would watch this. Okay, one. sure. The last thing, More than three minutes, big thing. Well, it was only uh, four minutes, okay, four and a half right, minutes. Right. Bring big thing for Disney's Animal Kingdom. Mike's mine is very short, so I'll let you go first. Okay. So you see these uh, done um, all over the country now, becoming quite popular. And I would like to see this incorporated into the nighttime um, capping event. I know it's not flying the dragon over uh, uh, over the park, which I think would be fantastic. Uh, what are we talking it, about here? It's a lantern water festival. They put these lighted lanterns on the water, and the lanterns drift down the river. I think it Isn't would, that Rivers of Light? No, no, no. You incorporate that into Rivers of Light. It would be a lot of fun. Check out lantern water festivals. I know okay. several no cities and stuff about. do them, um, but it is a cool... Um, effect of all these lit lanterns floating down the water. Very much, very similar to what you saw in Tangled, although those are flying. Is this like a hip thing they do in Brooklyn or something? I don't know if they do that in Brooklyn. Because I don't know what you're talking about. This is like a thing that people do now? It is a thing that people do now. Check it out. Go Google Lantern Water Festival, and you'll see several of them. And so how would this work at the Animal King? So you could place it on the Discovery River. You'd have to make sure the Discovery River moves a little bit. It's a little stagnant right now, <laughs> but it has moved in the past. That's a problem. Yeah. So you can you can create a current. You can. And you oh, have you, yeah. you release them at some point, and they just float around the Discovery River. Um, you know, toward, it's more at of the a end visual of the day. thing. It's very visual. Yes, it's very. Well, look it in, up. In some places, you know, people get their own lanterns, and you like write little messages on it, and you put it in the water, and they float along the river. Um, or lake or wherever you're at. But in this case, it would be the river. Well, you know, one of the things that I was going to say before I give mine was that we have always defined um, our final one, our big one, as something we shoot in the moon, very expensive. 
Uh, That doesn't seem like that's the case with that one. Not terribly expensive, but I think it's a big thing. I think it's a big thing. If you want, I could go back to flying that damn dragon over the park. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) Um, But uh, mine is not expensive. I defined this year, I changed the definition of big, and I said... Turn around for one second, Dave. Why? Oh, I'm looking at him. Yeah, see, this isn't that's a nice idea. That's a bit very nice. I like it. Uh, so anyway, Google what Mike said to Google, uh, and you'll see <laughs> what we're talking about. It's great, great radio. Um, so, so, uh, for, uh, so that's it, right? You're done. So that's why we won awards, folks. My, my, <laughs> which we haven't won in a long time. Uh, my final one um, is again not defined by uh, size or expensive. Uh, new development or big investment or anything like that. I'm kind of going along with Mike here. Uh, mine, this time though, mine is defined by the most important to me, and it oh, is no. three words. Bring back Buradika. Oh, okay. And so I'll leave it at that. Uh, they have killed the atmosphere in Harambe. Um, they've killed the cultural atmosphere of Harambe by taking away uh, the best African pop band Probably working in the entire country right now. Uh, maybe one of the only. <laughs> the Dawa bar is dead. Um, the, the, it's killed the bar. It's killed the whole scene around there. And um, there's just no reason for it. And uh, all it takes is a new contract. And it changed that all back to what it was. Um, and then you can build from there. It's nothing but incredibly important to everybody who loves Harambe. Uh, and all I can say is I hope one day when the bobs are fired, uh, the next guy that comes in will bring back Buradika. And I hope that's this year. So that's it. I just want to remind you again, uh, go to the T Public site. Uh, uh, go on your Instagram T-Public, page. You'll see it right there. Uh, it's in your head. Link that's in the Instagram page. Yes. It's on the show notes for this. Okay. It's all over the place. Uh, you can find our T-shirts there. All the money we make off that goes towards the Snow Leopard Conservancy for this kind of next few months. And then when the summer comes around, we'll do a little bit different. We'll change it. And, and uh, I have a great idea for it. Okay. What's that? Do you want to tell me now? Sure. I could. T- I think we the next. It's only an idea, next, so I might reject Next group it. of uh, donations should go to the International Ranger Foundation. That helps. I like that. Yeah, helps yeah. Helps park rangers. And uh, so, so well, I, I'm, I'm not saying I approve that yet, but we'll, we'll discuss it. <laughs> Uh, and also vote in our poll for the next show where we want to do a recap of the last decade of the 2010s. Um, Mike and I are going to have our own little recap, but we also want you to vote and we want to be able to announce the uh, the winners of the two polls that we're taking that are listener uh, run here. The worst subtractions and the best additions to Disney's Animal Kingdom in the 2010s. The best being the Tiffin's Nomad Lounge area, the Rivers of Light, Harambe Market, and the new Festival of the Lion King Theater District. The worst subtractions being Camp Minnie Mickey, uh, the Little Red Storyline, Jam and Jungle Parade, and Buradika. So you can go, and if you if you want to take those um, nominees there and email them to me you can do so jumbo everyone at gmail.com or you will find the poll on our social media for safari mike i'm dave mcbride quaharini go well and thank you for listening to radio Quá melhor